Hey there, Karen here, jumping on before the intro to let you know that time is running out. Today's the last day to register for my brand new training, Eating for IBD, finding the right diet to heal your Crohn's and colitis in three simple steps. It's all going down live tomorrow. Yes, we are going live tomorrow, February 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to talk about gut healing diets that actually work and how to figure out which diet is the best one for you. And I'll give you just a sneak peek into the training with one of the concepts we're talking about. And that's that there is no one-size-fits-all diet for Crohn's or colitis. Quieting your IBD symptoms, it's about finding the best IBD diet for you. And I'm talking all about how you can find the best diet for your IBD on the training tomorrow night. Now, if you can't join live, no worries, because I'll be sending a replay to everyone who's registered. So sign up and you will get the replay. Also, if you're listening to the podcast and it's a few days after February 18th, because that's the cool thing about a podcast, right? You can listen to it whenever, wherever. No worries. I've got you covered there too. Shoot me an email at hello at karenhaley.com. That's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com. And I'll send a replay out to you as well. It should still be available for a few more days after the 18th. I've got to tell you though, Mama, I hope I'll see you there. I hope I get to connect with you live because there's just nothing like the energy and the connection of live. I just love that. I can't wait. All right, let's get on with the show. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hello, dear listener. Welcome to this episode of the Cheeky Podcast. I bet the chances are almost 100% that you've tried either juicing or even more likely you've made a smoothie before. It's a massive health trend in the food industry today. Restaurants that sell only smoothies and juice bars and even pre-made fresh pressed juices Those are options at our grocery stores now. The thing about these so-called health foods, though, is that they aren't always good for us when we have Crohn's or colitis. Oftentimes, health trends, they lack real scientific evidence that there's any health benefit to them whatsoever, let alone gut healing, specific gut healing benefits, which, of course, that's what we're looking for. I was recently asked by a GLC mama, and that's our free and fabulous, I have to say, gut love community of moms. And she asked me if I would do an episode to help clear up the confusion about juicing versus smoothies, which is better for our gut health. And this led me to ponder the question, are either of these options any good when we're in gut healing mode? 
And to answer that question, I've got a not so easy answer for you. And my answer is that it depends on what you put in them, how they're made, and where you're at on your healing journey. Let me explain. While juicing a fresh juice and blending a smoothie often have some of the same ingredients, they're really not the same thing at all. Today on the podcast, I'm going to break this down for you once and for all so that you know when a smoothie is the best option and when juicing might be better for you. And of course, we've got to talk about how we can best make them for our gut health too because if either of these health foods are made incorrectly, you're not only not going to help your Crohn's and colitis, you're going to maybe make it worse. Does that make sense? (laughs) You're not going to help it and it may even make it worse. Now, I'm going to be sharing lots of how-to info with you today, actionable insights. So you might want to pause the podcast and get something to take notes on. So maybe you have an open doc on your computer, you have pen and paper, your phone, whatever. Just make sure something is handy. And whether you do or not, I've got both juicing and smoothie recipes that I'm going to be sharing a link for with you in the show notes. So feel free to go to karenhaley.com forward slash drinks if you want to jazz up your juice or smoothie life or know that you can also go to the show notes and click the link there. That's karenhaley.com forward slash drinks. Remember, I spell Karen with a Y, so it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash drinks. We're just going into a lot more detail here in our recipe booklet, so you might want to take some notes that you can possibly go back to later for more clarification. Also, in the beginning, I'll be giving you the facts, just the facts about juicing and smoothies. And I'll try to keep my opinions to myself. I'm not quite sure how good I'm going to do with that. But I want to do that first so that I know that we're all on the same page when it comes to juicing and blending. So stay tuned until the end so that we can then compare the pros and cons of each method. And then I can give you my final recommendations at that time. Let's start our juice smoothie conversation right at the very beginning by explaining the important differences between these two beverages, smoothies and juices. I know I just can't give you half of the story and walk away. I have to lay it all out. That's just my personality. So here's the complete lowdown on juicing and smoothies. Juicing. So juicing is a way to drink your fruits and vegetables. Unlike smoothies, It usually only contains fruits and veggies, maybe a little pinch or a dash of a spice mixed in, but it's not like smoothies where we love to whip up everything but the kitchen sink in there. You know I'm right. Because of this, some people tend to think juicing is more pure, true to its simplest form of the produce, more than smoothies. When you use a juicer, there's two different types you can buy the cold press or masticating type, and then there's the centrifugal kind. Cold press, it's slower, it's quieter, and it literally, quite literally, presses out the juice, presses the juice out of the fruit or the vegetable. The centrifugal, it uses the spinner method, right? Like a centrifuge. It's high-speed juicing, but it's also louder. 
cold press, that, that masticating type of juicing, it's usually said to be a better option because it doesn't have the motor that spins and heats up everything in the process. And so when you don't heat up the fruit or the vegetables, this allows them to be completely raw with all of their nutrients intact. The masticating juicer, it also produces more of a smoother juice. Either juicing process, though, it does strip the food of its skin. So up to 90% of the fruit or vegetables fiber is removed during the juicing process. Now, I found a study, because you know I'm a research girl, so I found a study about the benefits of juicing. And it looked at fresh juices, and it showed that People who consumed juices in their fresh state like this from juicing, they had increased levels of antioxidants in the body, including beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E, as well as folate. I'll link to that study in the show notes in case you're a research geek like me, because it's kind of cool reading. But you've probably heard that juicing and detoxing, that they're kind of linked together. A lot of people will do juice cleanses, juice detoxes. So juicing is known because it can flush the body of its toxins. So some people might do something like a three to four day juice cleanse where all they have that day is juice. So for those few days, they have juice only to detoxify their body. And in case you don't have a juicer and you're thinking about investing in one after hearing about this today, I'll also link to a few of the best juicers on the market in the show notes. My favorite juicer, though, it's called the Omega Ultimate Juicer and Nutrition System. Wow, that's a long (laughs) title to just say juicer, but that's what it's called. It runs for a little bit under $300, and it is the masticating type of juicer, so the one that's more recommended. This juicer, I've got to say, it's pretty fancy because it doesn't just juice. It also makes nut butter and nut milk and sorbet, so it's really a multifunctional machine. I don't have one myself, but I have a friend who has one and she raves about it. She uses it all the time. I have a 10-year-old Breville juicer. It's collecting dust in my basement currently, but it's an oldie, it's a goodie, and I'll link to a Breville option in the show notes as well because Breville is another great juicer brand. Okay, now, smoothies. Smoothies are made in a blender. Of course, when they're made with health in mind, you would include fruits and vegetables, and those would be the things that are at the center of the drink. Usually a smoothie contains some sort of liquid like water or non-dairy milk for us gut healers. We choose the non-dairy or the water. It might have fruit in it or contain greens and what I like to call health builders like chia seeds or hemp powder. And then it will also most likely have a good fat for energy. With smoothies, Placing something frozen in it is key because this is what makes the smoothie smooth and creamy and frothy. Although I have to say, I've had a few clients that think that the froth factor is the downside of a smoothie. So hey, to each her own, right? But if you want that smooth, creamy frothiness in your smoothie, this can be accomplished with either using frozen fruit or vegetables, or you can even put ice cubes in and that will work to do it as well. 
Smoothies boast a great way to get your fiber in because unlike a juicer, it blends the skin of whatever you put in and it blends it up into a digestible form. Ding, ding, ding. Digestible. That is perfect. It's always music to my ears when I hear that word digestible because for those of us with gut challenges, we need things to be digestible. With smoothies, using a high-speed blender is key. You just don't want to taste the grit or suck up chunks from food that didn't blend enough. Plus, the with the, the digestion challenges that we have, a creamy, well-blended smoothie, it's a must for digestion and absorption. You don't want to see those pieces come out the way they came in. Am I right? Okay. Over the years, I have used just about every blender that I can think of on the market. I do have some favorites though. My favorites, and I've had all of these, my favorites come from three different companies. Those would be the Vitamix, the Blendtec, and the Ninja. And I will link to all of these in the show notes. Right now, I happen to have a Vitamix and it never disappoints. When you taste a smoothie from a Vitamix, you you just never want to go back to those less well-made versions. It just makes everything so masticated, smooth, creamy, I mean, delicious. <laughs> you just can't beat it. When I recommend smoothies to clients, I always recommend a combo of about one and a half cups of liquid, followed by one cup of greens, one half cup or less of fruit, one or two tablespoons of quality fat, and one to two health builders. That will make you about one to two servings of your smoothie, depending on if it's for a snack or part of your meal. So for the liquid part of the smoothie, I like to recommend that you use something like coconut water or non-dairy milk, like coconut milk or almond milk or cashew milk. Water's fine too, so you could use that as your liquid. When we're talking greens, I like kale, beet greens. Oh, I love beet greens. The the green top of a beet, it actually tastes really good. So beet greens, Swiss chard, bok choy, collards, spinach, those all, all of those greens, they work well. Beware of greens though, if you have hormonal challenges like hypothyroidism. Many greens contain goitrogens that can affect your thyroid negatively. So when I see this happen, I always like to recommend that you lightly steam or blanch your greens and then freeze them before adding them to a smoothie because that can decrease the goitrogenic effects. So I'll link to more about that in the show notes, more about hormones and goitrogens if you're interested in finding more out about that. And that would be a separate podcast because it's a big conversation. But just in case you want to find out more, I'll, I'll link to some information about that in your show notes. Just know that you still can have greens. You just have to steam or blanch them a little bit first before you put them in your smoothie. For the fruit part of the smoothie, I always recommend berries over any other fruit strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, they're worth the sugar that you get in the fruit. They're worth putting those in your body. They are really high in vitamins and antioxidants and we need those for our gut healing. Now, if you want to have an occasional treat, 
I like a banana. So a half of a banana, not a whole banana, but a half of a banana instead of the berries. Remember that would be for a treat because sometimes the banana, chocolate, peanut butter kind of combo tastes really good in a smoothie. So that's an option for you if you want to have a treat. But most of the time I recommend berries. But if you do the banana option, just make sure that it's a very ripe banana with brown spots on it. Okay, a good fat. A good fat is a must when it comes to a smoothie because the good fat is going to give you that high-powered energy that you need, the stamina that you need for the day if you're having the smoothie in the morning or that energy boost, that quick pick-me-up in the afternoon if that's when you're having your smoothie. So some good fats would be things like coconut oil, nut butters, MCT oil, that's medium chain triglyceride oil, an avocado, or some homemade yogurt. Those are some great options. Remember what I said earlier, one to two tablespoons of those. I do have to mention it, some people like to add a raw organic egg to their smoothie. It's definitely not my cup of tea, but go for it. If you're comfortable with the quality of your egg source, that can also be a good fat for you to try. Okay, I love, this is my favorite part of building a smoothie. That's the health builders. I love me a health builder. So you can put these into your smoothie to get, you know, like that extra health factor, that extra punch of health. Those would be things like chia seeds, flax seeds. And I know you might be thinking, oh, I can't have that because I, you know, because I have Crohn's or colitis, I don't do seeds. Remember, if you're using the really high powered blender, the high speed blender, this is going to be completely masticated. So it'll be completely broken up, easier for you to digest. Other things I like, hemp powder, raw cacao, acai powder, turmeric, ginger, even fresh herbs like parsley, cilantro. You can add those to your smoothie as well. Now, I have to say, I'm not saying add all of those. One to two health builders is fine and then you can rotate them. You don't need all of them to get the health benefits. Okay, crash course in juicing and smoothies complete. Now, which should you choose and which is best for you? Let's go ahead and take a look at the pros and cons of each of these so that you can make a final decision on these beverages. Juicing. Remember I mentioned that many people use juicing as a detox or a cleanse for a few days? Well, I have to tell you that this might not be the best option for you when you have IBD. The rapid detox to the digestive system, the low calorie intake, the lack of crucial macronutrients like protein and quality fat that we need to keep our weight up and to keep our energy going. It's just not there during a strict cleanse. I've seen these detoxes lead to flare-ups in IBD moms, so be careful with juice cleanses if you've got IBD. What I think works much better if you want to do juicing, you want to have fresh juices, for those of us with gut disorders, is when they're used in more of a supplemental form. A morning addition to your breakfast routine, a snack in the afternoon. It can be a great way to get vitamins and minerals. It can be that energy boost that you need. So I think juicing is really good for that. Another thought for your consideration 
is that juicing, it takes a ridiculous amount. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but you know what I'm talking about if you have. It takes a ridiculous amount of veggies and fruits to make just one glass of juice. And produce is pricey, especially if you're buying organic. And I have to say, I highly recommend that you buy organic. Because what's the point of juicing for your health if you're just then putting the toxins in your body from the pesticides that are throughout the fruit and veggies? So when it comes to juicing, price can be a factor. Now, one of the reasons I get down on juicing, and I have to say especially smoothies, is that most people make them with a crazy amount of fruit. They juice an apple and an orange and a pear, and then they add in one celery stalk and they call that healthy. Or they blend one cup of cherries and a whole banana with a half a cup of orange juice and they call that a smoothie. To be healthy, a smoothie needs more vegetables than fruit. The sugar in either of the beverages I just mentioned, it's just going to be way too much bacteria that will form in our precious guts. And that's a one-way ticket to inflammationville and continued digestive upset, right? And smoothie bowls, oh my gosh, don't get me started on these huge candy bars in a bowl. If your smoothie is made up of loads of greens and avocado and cucumber and healthy fats, go for it with a smoothie bowl. But if it's a fruit-laden sugar machine, it is just not doing you any good, mama. I also want to mention that some are against juicing and smoothies because they say it's better to just eat the whole fruit or the whole vegetable raw. And I do have to agree with this in a perfect world. But if you're in the world of those of us with gut disorders, eating a whole fruit or a whole vegetable with skin on it, it can be too tough for our digestive system. We need it masticated. So we need a masticated approach to be able to break the structure down so that we can then digest it. Many ladies, they also use smoothies and even juices as a meal replacement. When we've got Crohn's or colitis, this isn't the wisest decision. We're starved for nutrients. So it's best for us to keep the fruit and veggie drinks to a snack or to add them to a nutrient-dense meal. Then they'll give you the added nutritional benefit you need to feed the health of your gut. Proponents of smoothies over juicing, they talk about the lack of fiber in the juice. They just don't see the health factor there, saying that we need the fiber in the smoothie because it helps us process the sugar, the fruit sugar in the drink. This is certainly an interesting thought to consider, and I will get back to this one in just a sec. And then there's the juice bars. I have to say, I have to mention that. There's the juice bars, the smoothie-only restaurants, and the store-bought freshly pressed juices. What about these? Are they any good? You might be wondering. I have to tell you, most likely the answer is no. Hey, I have to tell you, I've had them. I go to those places occasionally myself, so I'm not saying never. I just think it's important to think of most of the options at places like this as a treat. And for that very reason that I mentioned earlier, they contain so much sugar from the fruit that's in there that you'd almost be better eating a candy bar. 
When it comes to fresh pressed juices that I see at health food stores, you know, bottled up and ready to go at health food stores, these might seem like a good option, especially if you choose one that's an all veggie juice. But the problem here is that as more time goes by after it was juiced, you lose more nutrients. As soon as we blend or juice, we start to lose the vitamins and the minerals in the produce. So to make up for that, to make up for it sitting in the store, brands will often add preservatives and usually it's actually pasteurized, which degrades the nutrients as well. So making a smoothie or juice at home is really your best option. Like I said, sometimes these restaurant or store-bought options, they're a nice treat. I'm not the food police after all, but I do know that homemade is best when it comes to juicing and smoothies, so just know that. Perhaps though, I do have to tell you that the biggest factor we need to take into account when we're deciding between juicing and blending, when we're deciding between juicing and blending a smoothie is really, here is the crux of it. It's the state of your gut. When your IBD is in an active state, we have difficulty digesting and absorbing the nutrients in our food, especially fiber. We know that juicing removes the fiber, but it keeps lots of the nutrient profile of the food. This makes juicing a better option for those who are in gut repair mode. So with all of these juicing and smoothie observations, the pros and the cons, What's the bottom line? I know that's what you've been waiting for. What's the bottom line? Here it is. When it comes to mixing juicing and smoothies with a gut disorder, I just want to tell you to be careful. Be mindful of how much fruit you put in it. Keep your purchasing of juices and smoothies outside of your home to a minimum. Make them at home when it's possible. Be careful with all the fiber in smoothies. If you can't tolerate the fiber of the greens you're adding, it's just not time for you to drink a smoothie yet. Try juicing instead until your gut challenges improve. You'll still get an amazing amount of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants in the juice. And what's the bottom, bottom line? Okay, choose juicing if you're in the beginning stages of gut healing and you're still having strong symptoms. Choose smoothies when you're in remission and maintenance mode. At that point, you'll be able to tolerate the fiber and it will benefit your whole body. And if you're in super duper stealth health mode, choose fruit and and veggies in their whole state, skin and all. Questions? Comments? Let me know what you thought of this episode. Email me at hello at karenhaley.com. Let me know. Well, that's a wrap. That is a wrap on juicing and smoothies. Thanks so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can grab your smoothie and juicing recipe booklet if you want to try either by going to karenhaley.com forward slash drinks. You are going to love these recipes. They are healthy, healing, and delish. I'll also leave a link to the recipe booklet in the show notes. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy healing journey. Chat soon.
Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today, because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jamming or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.